from Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can't see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit bring. It's the week of Friday, December 13th, 2013, and it's a relevant podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. It's the Friday the 13th edition. Ooh. Last one of the year. Uh, here with me in Orlando studios, I, I, well, it's kind of like giving away, live and in person, Jesse Carey is hello. here with us. Wow. Hello, hello. And, and then the other guy who just talked without being introduced, Tyler Huckabee, <laughs> is also here in the studio with I us. I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, surprise. <laughs> uh, over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. And on the Skype line from the frozen tundra of Nashville, Tennessee, John Acuff. Hey, hey. You, and by the way, you gave us specific instructions on not to talk until spoken to. That is kind of true. And we immediately broke them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll be honest, John. I wasn't paying attention. Did he say that? <laughs> I make my own rules. I'm I heard it. Confused. I just didn't care. I'm too confused because I don't know who to look at right now. That's my problem. There's too I'm many people. just staring off into the void while we do this thing. It's weird having pants on for you right now. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully dressed and staring at other people. So I'm out of my comfort zone a little bit. <laughs> Two things I don't like to do. Is dress fully and be in the presence of others. So this is like the first time I've actually ever seen Jesse's in the flesh. That's yeah. not Before, true. This is, this is well. It's the, I, I met him one time, but I didn't know who he was. That's oh, true. Wow. I, I knew. I knew that I'd you never were heard brand of, new to this. Stuff. I was brand new. I yeah. was young. I was green. Yeah. I was a little green. I didn't but, know but we should Jesse say. I mean, we do talk over webcam daily. I see Jesse every day, but not in person. But it's you, a virtual relationship. But you cannot confirm whether or not he's wearing. I pants. had no, <laughs> and I had no idea whether or not that was Jesse and Carey or not. some NSA spy just trying to figure out yeah. our secrets. Some Amazon drone person. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, story of the year. This week's uh, show is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Uh, they have over 100,000 audiobooks in their library. Uh, you can purchase individual books, of course, but for real savings, sign up for the Audible Listener Program, which gives you book credits each month for a low monthly fee. You can download your choices and then access them on your computer, burn them onto CDs, or upload them to your iPods or MP3 devices. Uh, recent podcast guests whose books are on Audible, Tim Elmore, last week's interview, his, his book, uh, Artificial Maturity, uh, is on audible.com and Pete Wilson, uh, pastor in Nashville, who's on podcast a few weeks ago. His new book, Let Hope In, is also on audible.com. John, John Acuff, also. John Acuff's. I've heard of that guy. <laughs> uh, it was top business, one of the top business books of the year, actually, on Audible. So, oh, I saw you uh, post that. Yeah, Very that. cool. Congratulations. Now, do, do we, we, I think we discussed this. Do you do the voice, John? You do yeah, the of reading. course. When you've got pipes like this, you don't hide them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash relevant. It's a special URL and promo code relevant. Were you wearing pants during the reading? <laughs> Some of it I was. When it got more emotional, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it depends on the chapter. <laughs> So let, let listeners guess at which point you're wearing pants and which point. I'm not going to let pants hold me back. Okay? Yeah. yeah. 
So the guys are in, in town today. Uh, they flew in for the relevant staff Christmas party that's happening tonight. John was unable to make it. We're bummed I hope they locked their doors. <laughs> in their car. Oh, in their car. <laughs> yeah, my so, car's already been towed. <laughs> so yeah, we we realized we informed FYI we informed our office manager yesterday that the uh, all staff emails that she was sending out go to our remote team members as well, and so that maybe she needs to have two email lists: one for lock your doors, turn off your lights. Da, 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 There's and, a burrito that somebody left in the break room. Yeah. Get it already? Yeah, yeah. Those could be like a different email address, like yeah. office or something. Like that and then and not bother the uh, the well, A cups and carriers. I, 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 I disagree. That's yeah. that's just good advice. You should just turn, you should just turn <laughs> yeah. off your yeah. lights. That, that's what I do. I you're, walk out. And, you're saving and, the bill. And I'll tell you this. Here's the weird thing. I had a burrito out of my kitchen. <laughs> I don't I don't know how she did it, but I got a half eaten burrito. The only bad email I got this week was that I wasn't nominated for Rookie of the Year. That was a little. It's, oh, that's right. That's right. Disappointing. Yeah, because yeah. there's office awards that accompany yeah. the 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 Christmas party. Mm-hmm. I did not. Or I did uh, vote for you for the uh, GQ award, John. You will know. Uh, Vogue slash GQ, please. Yeah, yeah, Best yeah. style. Yeah. I, should we tell the story? We, we, sh- we should tell you know, the story. I, we have themed <laughs> office awards every year at a Christmas party, and one of them is for men, but go on. The award for best style. <laughs> I'm just throwing the list together. And the award for best style, best office style, I just called it the GQ award. Sure. So the next day, I'm in a meeting with like six or eight people, and some of the females like brought it up that it bothered them. That it was a male skewed award. They're like, you know, I was hoping maybe I could win it, but I don't think people would think to vote for me because it was named after a men's there are fashion lots of magazine. Women That's in GQ. What I said. They're all, <laughs> yeah, but they're not they're, wearing they're, fashion. Yeah. They're wearing nothing. They're, they're wearing parts of fashion. <laughs> and hey, let's find out what the female voice in the podcast thinks about this. Yeah. <laughs> so I I renamed it the Vogue slash GQ award for best style. The GQ slash so. Good Housekeeping <laughs> award. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy now, ladies? <laughs> Send your... Hey, that was Chad that said that. The GQ slash stay-at-home mom. Oh, 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 boo. John, we're trying to be professionals over here. Oh, Tyler. If you, if you could. So, uh, we're excited that you guys are here. Eddie's not here today um, for very um, for very sad reasons, actually. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. I don't want to bring that up now, but... Uh, Eddie's not here, but he will be at the party tonight, so that'll be good. Because yeah. uh, Jesse, you've never met Eddie. This is this will be my first uh, oh, wow. personal, and I was I'm very excited about meeting. I'm very excited about seeing everyone. Yeah, but but uh, very excited about seeing Eddie, Eddie for the is first time. as nice in person as he seems, and on the podcast. That's I, that's what I've wondered if it's just a different terrible person. When, when <laughs> yeah, he's a curmudgeon <laughs> most yeah. of the time. No, Eddie Eddie seriously is one of the nicest people I've ever he met. Really I've never is. even met him in person. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. yeah, great great guy. So he's not here today. I wish he was here. He's going to get the bear hug of a lifetime from me. <laughs> you might not want to do that, Jesse, because here in Orlando, we've been having a lot of bear attacks, and people have been getting mauled I by bears. I haven't heard about the what? It doesn't hit the national. This is a, this is a local this is issue. Florida. This yeah. is they're a local issue. They're keeping it under wraps. <laughs> they don't want like, people not coming to As Disney. Florida doesn't have we enough are, problems. We are literally having a bear apocalypse in Orlando. I'm not kidding. Oh, like man. All the suburbs, my, my parents' neighborhood, a lady was going to take her trash out and got mauled by a bear. Oh, Did she that's horrible. Uh, she's alive. She's you know mauled, but she's alive. But wow. then, so then they were trying to find that bear, and in the process of trying to find that bear, found like eight other bears, like a cove of bears. Uh, all these <laughs> bear. angry, oh. rabid bears were like r- going around neighborhoods oh, in Orlando. The bad news bears. It seems like they could just <laughs> sick the gators, like crocodiles. On. Yeah, uh, couldn't a, the pythons yeah. fight yeah. the bears? This problem could take care of itself. Okay, so pythons are in South Florida. 
uh, it's all Florida. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's that yeah. weird little strip at the end of the map. If you <laughs> know Florida, South Florida and North Florida and Central Florida are three different countries. Yeah. I mean, they are very. Di- so the pythons are down in the swamps. They're down south. We apparently have bear attacks. What kind of bear are we talking? Like little bears, panda bears, some bears. <laughs> yes, little bears. Koalas. Yes, it's the most adorable infestation ever. Yes. <laughs> teddy bears, yeah, koalas. <laughs> They're teddy bears. You're trying to take your trash out. A koala just, just latches on. You they, can't let go of it. They just, they just, give they just need a family. This. Yeah, no, it's, it's okay. been terrible. It's so don't give Eddie a bear hug. Okay, you might get, you might get I tranquilized. Might get first mauled. Yeah, it sounds very concerning. Or you might oh. get tranquilized. Oh, very concerning. Oh man, terrible. Pretty good. Well, we have a despite despite this start, we have a good show for you today. Um, coming up later, we have a in-studio performance, well, kind of, kind of, by Hillsong United. Uh, they they perform a Their couple. Studio songs. isn't big enough for all the members of Hillsong. <laughs> they're, they're still setting up. <laughs> uh, Chad and Mark uh, went and connected with them before a recent concert they had. So they actually recorded a live performance that we filmed at the venue. Uh, so that that's coming up later, and then we bring you our best kind of of the year. We bring you a couple year end stuff because this is our last studio episode of 2013. Next week we'll do a best of like highlights of interviews and different things that Chad always produces. But this is our last recording of the year, and so this is our uh, our look back. But at first, your entertainment releases. Uh, let's see, music coming out on Monday, December sixteenth. But so you really only have stuff now, like right before Christmas, that it's like the big, heavy bangers. You know, yeah. like that stocking stuffer, bestseller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only stuff coming out two weeks. Gotta before have Christmas, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. right. So Justin Bieber's coming out with uh, journals. No, totally. Man. You yeah. better believe it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. You're I on got, fire. I got a lot of these. Sorry, I've been that, thinking about them for a while. He, Tyler has a notepad out right now. He just. <laughs> Put a line through one. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know Calvin was on this week's show. Uh, come, also coming out, Burial with TBA, so that's not oh. my parameters. Uh, Talib Kweli is coming out with Gravitas. Movie releases coming out on Wednesday, December 18th. Uh, Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. Is it going to be good? So so I am afraid the more ubiquitous, over-the-top marketing yeah. I see that they're overcompensating for something. But I, but a couple of friends who I trust said that they've had friends, so this is all hearsay, who have seen the like screeners, screener. yeah. and they said that it's hilarious. Okay. Good. Okay. Anchorman, the original, is one of my top three favorite movies. Yeah, me too. Time, we yeah. know that John doesn't like it. But I only saw it once, and I was I was expecting Old School 2, and it, I don't know, maybe I'm not you, smart. you got to play it back, because I do. I honestly do think it's one of those where if you're not expecting what it is coming in, you're not going to enjoy it. But now that you've seen it, you can appreciate the, the subtlety. So you're saying it's like a fine wine that gets better with age. A- exactly. You, you know, well, you, the wine that Jesus fine. drank was different. The so grape juice. Could, <laughs> like a <laughs> Yeah, it was grape juice. So if you could stop, like a fine yeah. water that's been turned in, turned into a non-alcoholic, yeah, 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 exactly yeah, something that doesn't contain alcohol and it's still. And Noah, Noah got drunk on so much grape, <laughs> so much grape. I mean, he drank a ton of grape. <laughs> he was grape. That's what they used to say back in the day. Uh, also coming out, her with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Amy Those- Adams, Scarlett Johansson. Supposed to be Spike good. Jones. Yeah. Supposed to be good. And uh, coming out on Friday the twentieth, Walking with Dinosaurs 3D. 
my kids have already said nope. Yeah, me too. I'm not. I, what? I, okay, this that movie. Would be, if, I, if I was a kid, I'd be like, dude, this Walking is going to be no. awesome. Dinosaurs? No, it's just a CG movie. It's not like a cartoon. It's a CG, like real life, like yeah, it's shot. Okay. So I don't know who the target for this is. Who thinks this is cool? Like what uh, Jesse? You're what looking age at him, boy. Jesse. You're looking at him. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to go to Anchorman two. Then I'm sneaking into Walking with Dinosaurs because I don't pay for two. I don't pay for the double header. All right. Uh, so that's your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. To sugar in the Hilos, song is "Shake That Gift." Speaking of gifts, we have an unbelievable gift idea for you. Uh, if you're anything like me, you've probably procrastinated on some of your gift buying. Well, we have something that is a perfect gift for everybody on your list. It's called a subscription to Relevant. Uh, we're doing a Christmas sale right now. If you buy one subscription at regular price, an unlimited amount of gift subscriptions are only nine ninety nine. Your recipient gets everything that comes with a subscription, all the subscriber benefits. So they'll get six issues of the print magazine, six immediate instant access to the iPad edition all year long. Um, they get the albums and all subscriber extras like premium content online. It's super easy when you uh, buy the gifts at our website. You can actually print out like a card that says you were given a gift of relevant. You can e- send them a custom email make it super super simple they get immediate access to everything so they can download the album like right away and then obviously the the print magazine will be in the mail to them so we'd love the support and we think you know it's a pretty great gift if you add up all the prices of everything they get it's like 120 dollars worth of stuff for 10 dollars. you look like you're a baller and they get the gift all year long head over to relevantmagazine.com slash christmas for this special offer you can i mean you could do it like all the way up to like christmas eve and look like you planned well in advance. Relevantmagazine.com slash Christmas. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, uh, as a lot of people may have may be aware, there's a big problem in China with smog, with air pollution. There's a lot of people there, big cities. You know, they're going... S-M-A-U-G, i.e. the new smog, Hobbit episode. Smog. No. Smog. <laughs> I think that's how they say it. The desolation. That's my understanding. Yeah. That's how they said it in the SEC championship game. You know how the announcers have to say stuff? Yeah. And they, they're always like, coming up on two and a half men. Like he said, and the Hobbit smog. Oh wow, wow. it was horrible. <laughs> I saw one of those promos. It was like it was like on like Good Morning America or something. Like, we have a special guest who's in the new movie, The Desolation of Smaug. 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 <laughs> Smaug. So so the big problem with Smaug in uh, China, and uh, it's causing a lot of people health problems and uh, and all and, and, and any number of issues there. But on a recent uh, edition of uh, a Chinese media program, which the government controls, they released uh, five reasons why smog is good for China. And this is part of the political spin there. Sure. But uh, I-, I wanted to go through these reasons 
uh, because some of them I, I need, I want to get some feedback and some explanation from you guys as to what you think this means. Well, number one, it unifies the Chinese people. I can see that. Is that? I can see that because you're we're all, all dying of the same yeah, lung we're, cancer. We're all, we're all have to suffer. A common through. enemy. That's a powerful unifier. Yeah. It makes China more equal. Okay. Because so, so, rich people are going to have the same lung cancer as poor people. Yeah, it's like what Andy Warhol said about Coke. It okay. tastes, you know, same to the prince and to the, uh-huh. the pauper. Uh-huh. You know, um, so so those two those two I get. It raises citizen awareness of the cost of China's economic development. I get it. Okay. Yeah, you're like, you want buildings? Here's your smog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you happy with having food? I'd well, probably say, are you not entertained? I might throw that in there. Yeah. Well, well, this is this is where it kind of comes off the rails to me. Okay. Number three and four. Like, the first three, I get. They don't convince me I want the smog, but sure. I understand them. Yeah, you know? the, the great equalizer. Yeah. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> this is true. It makes people funnier. What? <laughs> like, are they falling into things because they can't? Oh, see? There's, no, no, there's no. no qualifier on that. No, it just it makes it, people funny. It just it's just number four. It makes people. Funnier. Everybody's lightheaded, and so you're gonna laugh uh, like you're, like, you're uh, constantly uh, like high. goofy gas. Like, yeah. like you've like, drinking a lot of grapes. Right. Like funny look. <laughs> you had a lot of Noah grape juice. Grape <laughs> <laughs> out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is my and I'm gonna read this word for word. Okay, this is the the translation that uh, uh, Time Magazine Chinese translator. Uh, uh, gave for number five. So this is time. So take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. It makes people more knowledgeable of things like meteorology and the English word haze. <laughs> so, <laughs> so right. if it were All not right. for if it were not for smog, there are people in China that would not know the word for smog in English. <laughs> So they have that to think. That one I get. The meteorology, meteorology, like weather? They wouldn't even know what The the Hobbit is about. They wouldn't be able to follow along. Exactly. The desolation of what? An English classic that would just go untouched. That's right. So, So really... I you know I think that they've presented a pretty strong case that smog is a good thing. Yeah. We should get some smog over and here. You should yeah. go see the Hobbit yeah, we in can theater sometime. Some. Yeah, this slice was brought to you by the desolation of smog <laughs> <laughs> in theaters worldwide Friday. Yeah, the the three and a half hour epic. Yeah, what do you have, Tyler? Well, we've I, I think we've we've discussed this before, so this is kind of a slice update. Um, but you guys have we've all discussed the Mars One mission. There's a group of people. There's going to be a mission to Mars, and you can apply to be a part of this mission. Anybody can can do it or could have done it while the application process was open. The idea being it's a one-way ticket. Uh, you will go to Mars. A TV, a reality TV crew will follow you and document your life on Mars. And this is evidently actually happening. This is really going on. Um, so that raises a lot of questions by itself, but they just released the numbers on how many people have actually applied to be part of this team that's go- that wants to go to Mars. And the answer is 200,000 thinking, <laughs> over 18, consenting. <laughs> consenting adults are willing to be part of a space, get on a spaceship, say goodbye to everything they've ever known, and hopefully survive on an alien planet that we don't even know can support life. Along with, of course, a reality television crew who are pretty well known for their smart decisions <laughs> and knowledge. Yeah, of but if you're going to go to space with somebody, you want to go with the people who brought you Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's what I see. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's Real Housewives of the Planet Mars. <laughs> Which I think is I. Is there any part? Of, I mean, obviously, none of us would do this. Is there any part of any of you guys that sees the appeal? 
If I had murdered someone on Earth, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come and get, I was, I come and get, get off me. this planet. Two hundred thousand convicted murderers have if, signed up. If I lived in crushing, so, so basically, smog. it's Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Australian listen, but. But yeah, it's yeah. true. But it's and true. Georgia. It's yeah. If I was faced with oppressive smog every day, <laughs> and, and, and the five reasons I had were pretty lame. I, yeah, I mean, Mars at least has clean air. <laughs> I mean, the novelty of it gets me. I would, I'd like to see Mars, but I'd like to come back. I mean, if you had nothing to live for here, I mean, if you had no kids, no family, whatever, well, you were alone. These, a lot of these if you were an orphan. But, I mean, but the 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 application standards are pretty high. Yeah, but like you can't just be like some down and out. Like you have to be like you know have some academic uh, credentials. You have to be in a certain physical shape. Like a lot of these people seemingly have a lot to live for here on planet Earth. They only listen the best and brightest over there. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's just they're they're you know bright and stuff, but they just suffer from crushing loneliness. Well, who doesn't? I mean, yeah. So yeah, I, I hear I, that. Hey, an empty planet will fix. Yeah, I, gonna, I, I know it'll cure that. <laughs> You're lonely here on a planet with... I'm going to go make some friends on Mars. <laughs> Later, losers. The title of the show, Death on Mars. <laughs> I think it's eventual death on the, Mars. The potential is for this to be a pretty short show, I think, is strong. Weren't, that, weren't they looking for married couples, too, so they could populate the planet and stuff? Well, they're actually... I, I think, think now, that's Mormonism. Isn't that Mormonism? The theology of Mormonism? I, I, well, I think Mike Huckabee got in trouble for talking about this one. Oh, well... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think the plan is they're going to send teams of four yeah. at a time yeah. until they get like a whole colony over there. But but so there's, there's no coming back once you go. Yeah, you land. There's there, this is a one way trip. Yeah. So do the, the cameramen come back or do they stay there too? I think you beam the footage. Yeah, I think I think it's like a, a Big Brother type of situation where the house is wired. <laughs> I'm just saying somebody is there setting it up or feeding them, and then they get on a transport, and I see somebody desperately jumping on that transport. <laughs> yeah, the, the last helicopter out of Nam. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm envisioning. Yeah. I kind of I kind of I mean like I had in my head that like all you know the the you know whatever 50 people were all kind of going at once so we could all like build livable habitat together farm all that kind of I stuff think they're so, so the first four yeah are by themselves by themselves like on a food planet like, like a weekend they're playing cards and they're like um <laughs> this sounded so good <laughs> when's the next shuttle you think people are watching this and, yeah. then, and then the reality tv people run out of funds yeah. we kind of like sorry yeah what, what happens when the show gets canceled like there's only so many seasons of a TV show that's going to happen. And yeah, then and it's a limited cast. <laughs> and then you're like, well, we're, we're still here on Mars. Man, that's terrible. Um, well, year tw- uh, be on the lookout. Year 2025 is when. 2025. When- and, and applications have now closed. So I hope none of our listeners have any ideas about going. But it could open up Wait. again. Yeah. Wait, so the trip is in 2025? Yeah. So that's uh, thir- 12 years? Yeah. So the people who are applying will be a decade older. So if they're fit and happy and well adjusted in their early thirties, they're gonna be a, you know kind of like bad hip knee kind of stuff happening. Yeah, right if you're here. single now and you meet somebody in the next ten years, and you're like, hey, so hey, just yeah. to let you know, <laughs> this about isn't, five years after this we get isn't married, work out. <laughs> going to Mars. This is gonna be a long distance relationship. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel a long distance relationship? <laughs> because the way I understand it, my Skype footage will reach you about three months after I actually say it. <laughs> we got a slight delay. Uh, what do you have, John? Well, I found that this story was very interesting to me. So they had a big memorial for Nelson Mandela, huge memorial, and Obama was there, 
It was in South Africa. It was probably seen globally by millions and millions of people. And they found out today that the sign language interpreter who is standing, at least from the photo, it looks to be that this gentleman is standing maybe two feet from Obama, was just making it all up. I I just heard this story. This is so great. If you see the picture, he's kind of making this kissing motion with his hands, but it just, and he looks serious. And like all these people that from deaf communities, all these government officials have come out and been like, Hey, that he was he was waving his hands a lot, but none of that was actual words. Oh my and I want to know this backstory. Like, was he just walking along and he's like, I wish I had tickets to that memorial. And they were like, we need a sign language interpreter. And he was like, how hard can that be? And then he just jumped. Oh, wait, the, wait. You know, I thought he was a sign language interpreter who was making up what Obama or what they were saying. No, no. But he, he doesn't know ma- sign language he, whatsoever. He, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was just doing hand signals. See, I'm picturing moving his hand. I'm picturing yeah. they're like, like the producers, like of the memorial are like, oh, listen, we, we like we, legally we got to have this. Bill, we need to step up here to play, big guy. And, and after yeah, team and, player, you want to play, you want to be a team player, Bill? <laughs> that promotion. And after, I mean, after Bill steps off, he goes, "Hey guys, I think they bought it." <laughs> yeah, he goes, I don't think we're going to be called. Did you see how I did love when he said love? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it was like. 60 70% accurate. I mean, people, I, did a lot. Pe- I think people got it. Yeah. People they got, got the it. gist. They're well, not going to know. The funny thing is, doesn't that sound like something George Costanza or Kramer would do? <laughs> yes. Like, or I just, I want to know, and the confidence of this man that he was yeah. like, you know what? I slept in a, Mar- you know, a holiday inn. I, I got this. I got- <laughs> and it's not like, it's not like this is some like closed corporate event. This is a, a service being seen globally around the Orlando know. Chamber of Commerce annual <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe you could get away with it. Yeah. You know? Maybe there was no sign or person supposed to be there, and he just took the position and started to do it. Yeah, he shows great. He was like, "This is bogus. Where, who's taking care of my deaf friends?" He jumped up and was like, "I know some nouns." He's like, I, "At my church growing up, they did you know those dances where they would do the sign he language." He was just doing a Christian song over and over yeah, yeah. again. Yeah. Hey, have you guys not heard of a human video? Let's do this thing. <laughs> he was just doing our king, which is like when you do a. Sash, that's king. I yeah, think. that's the only yeah. sign I know is yeah, that yeah. Lord or whatever. And then there's the but, glory with you, where you little like spirit fingers. Yeah, <laughs> you, touch his, you touch your palms like at, to show the nails. Right. At one time, he did like a mock fight with the devil <laughs> in the speech. It was it was powerful. A lot, a lot of he was actually a mime, and he thought he was like, it's weird that they booked a mime, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just kind of wing this thing, but I think I got it. In. Now, Mr. President, are we going to talk about being stuck in a glass box? Like, you can talk. Metaphorically, but that's one of my main moves. So if you can work that in there, Nelson Mandela's tug of war against apartheid. <laughs> I am in a glass box of emotion. Yes, okay, here we go. They're gonna get it, Mr. President. I think we're done. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. You know what? I'm gonna go down some fake stairs here. <laughs> we feel like we are going down in our emotions. Yeah. Or we could take the elevator. <laughs> what time is it? Oh, there I go. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. You think he got like at that night he laid his head on the pillow and he's like, Man, the things I do for my country. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we have a lot to cover this this week, so uh, that'll do it for slices. Right. Stay tuned. Up next, Hillsong United. <laughs> Sweet hymns of joy and grateful 
You're listening to Weezer. The song is Oh Holy Night, because if there's nobody I would rather hear singing about holy occurrences than Weezer. This week's studio session is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create a professional website, blog, portfolio, or online store. All you got to do is head over to squarespace.com, select a design template, start a free trial, and get a free domain. And just like that, you're up and running, creating your own space online. They take care of hosting, SEO. They even make sure your site automatically looks great on any device. It starts at just $8 a month and includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. For a free trial, go to squarespace.com. You don't need a credit card. Just try it out. Start building your site. And if you decide to purchase, use offer code RELEVANT12 and get 10% off your first purchase on new accounts. That's monthly and annual plans. Relevant 12. Get 10% off. Hillsong United recently wrapped up the second leg of their U.S. Zion tour. Welcome, Zion. And uh, we caught them on the last couple nights of the tour. Before a show here in Central Florida, they uh, graciously performed a couple of acoustic songs for us, and we filmed them for Relevant TV. Uh, It's definitely worth checking out. Head over to Relevant TV to, to watch the video. Up first, performing Scandal of Grace. Here's Hillsong United.
Jesus, there's no one besides you Forever the hope in my heart That was Hillsong United. Make sure to go watch the video of this performance at Relevant.tv. Joy to the world The Lord is come Let earth receive her King Let every heart You're listening to Seabird. Uh, the song is Joy to the World. <laughs> you signed that. Oh. People don't realize you signed sign. that. Yeah. Yeah, it is a verbal it was, sign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joy to the World. Okay. It's the end of the year, almost. It's, uh, it's the last studio show of the year. So uh, this is our time to look back and recap the top stories and events of 2013. Take it away. Well, I, I can say the best story... I mean, there's, some, there's a... It's a big year for news. There's a lot of things. When I was thinking about, it, it, it usually falls on Jesse and I to write slices on the website. So we 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 don't miss we don't miss else. much. Well, there's nobody else. <laughs> I've, I've tried other people. Every now and then, I'll find some. We got hacked once. <laughs> <laughs> some bright up and coming writer. I'll give it, but but then it just doesn't work out. The hacker slices were all about some opportunity where you could earn like five hundred dollars working from home a day. It was got a lot of hits. Well, not not much goes through our radar and i think my favorite story so far so far this year now we've got a little bit of time left but do you guys remember the the really wonderful story that came out of china of the man who who tried to sneak his pet turtle onto an airplane yes. <laughs> by disguising it as a hamburger <laughs> 2000 years 2013 was quite a year it was quite, i i have not i have not had more fun writing about a story following the updates of the story or or covering a story this year than than this man lee his name is lee and he, he brought and this is all according to reports he brought he he went he got tried to get on an airplane and he put his little box, and I guess you can take food, put, sure. put those through the, I guess in China. You can here. I don't know if it's the smog it's or not, I don't know what it is, yeah, okay. but they, and <laughs> he was hoping it would be clouded by the smog. Yeah. That people would find it funnier. <laughs> <laughs> A turtle hamburger. I get it because of the smog. <laughs> but he put his turtle in between two buns and some lettuce. And then when it, when the, uh, when whoever was with the security noticed that it started to move, He's, he said, there's not a turtle in there. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what that is, but best, I know it's not a turtle. Which is the best part of the story. <laughs> and uh, there were other, there might have been more important things, but there is, and he wasn't successful. Uh, he was not able to bring his pet turtle on the plane. But I don't think that diminishes his attempt at all. I wish we were all that brave. Yeah, it's I really a story about bravery. It's a story about a hero of mine. Um, so I, so when I look back over the year, there were there were bigger stories. There were probably more important stories. Probably, but I haven't. But I don't know if there was any story that taught me <laughs> that more. moved the radar internationally, <laughs> it, like that turtle. In terms of in terms of what I've learned and how I've grown as a person, or and how I've tried to change my life to be a little more like Lee's. That's all I got, guys. <laughs> wow, that's, that's my year, year in review. That's all my right. year in summary. So, uh, so my news item. A lot of people have already heard about it, um, because a lot of people are talking about it. You may have seen the cover of Time Magazine. 
Um, you may have seen just the, the, the impact that this individual has had. Um, and of course, I'm talking about a story that first kind of came onto our radar technically at the end of last year, but I think it was really moving this year, is the Ikea monkey. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was last. Hold on. Yeah, hold that, on was, that was no, 20, no, oh, You're pulling a Grammy moment now because this, this is the Ikea monkey happened on December 10th, 2012. You tweeted, yeah. an, you, you tweeted uh, never forget. And never forget. And and when, the, okay, a year ago the, today, yeah. December 10th, last, last Tuesday, this past Tuesday, I tweeted the picture and said never forget. It was a year ago. Gu- guilty as charged one. Two, I put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I think I can make a case that 2013 was the year of the Ikea monkey. <laughs> okay. Well, let me, let, if people, I, okay, here's a shocking thing to me because this, I, I agree with you. This story was one of the most important international yeah. instances that has happened. Yeah. Uh, I posted the picture just saying, never forget. And I got actually people saying, what is this? No. And I'm like, what? So, so for those of you who don't know, t- tell okay, us. So, so uh, a year ago, last week, a a shopper at a Canadian IKEA was in the store purchasing her her various items of Swedish furniture. Her umblog. Yeah, and 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 suddenly, out in the parking lot and in the lobby of the store, there appeared a tiny monkey wearing a gorgeous fur coat. <laughs> he seemingly this monkey appeared out of nowhere, and and and, and this is urban Ontario. Okay, yeah. this isn't like a weird part of Canada that has monkeys in the wild that somehow could have got a perfectly tailored fur coat. <laughs> and I'm talking like, I'm talking like a four inch tall monkey, <laughs> not like a chimpanzee. Just oh, he was way taller than four inches. Four <laughs> inches is shorter than a dollar bill. Four <laughs> inches, yeah. It's, it was bigger than a can of I think coat. it was, I think it was, not quite was, four Unfortunately, inch. there's uh, not a dollar bill in the in the in the a picture Canadian for context. Yeah, yeah. So I can't four, four inches. <laughs> he was a miracle. Guys, of I'm looking at a picture right now. It it's a, a tiny. It's a tiny tiny. It was monkey. a monkey. Fetus. He is a little monkey. <laughs> yeah. So this thing was like one eighth of an inch tall. It was, was amazing. Listen, everybody's been to a zoo. You've seen spider monkeys. Yeah, That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. So right. it's a tiny monkey. So anyway, it captured the world's attention. It ended up this woman had this pet monkey. And it, it escaped from a car. And she was raising this monkey as a son. She calls the monkey her son. It has since been in a, a, a saga of international legal wrangling <laughs> for the past 12 months that has, has, you know, just enraptured the world global media. Um, currently, the monkey is in a sanctuary uh, with other monkeys. And like, I got like a church sanctuary. Yeah, he's they, he actually found a way into the church. Mon- he's wearing a church. robe right now. <laughs> a <monkey church. laughs> uh, I, I do have an update okay. on the monkey. Uh, according to E Online, as of last week, someone's got a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Anderson, and- <laughs> hey, Kardashian. <laughs> Anderson Cooper, newsman, prestigious. You know, actually, an actual journalist has reported. You, d- you did finger quotes when you said prestigious. Yeah, <laughs> the silver fox himself has reported that uh, uh, Darwin is his name is living in a sanctuary. He's had a trouble adjusting to, to other monkeys because he's been raised as a human child. Well, they don't dress as well as he does. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to be the only fashionable one. Pretty jealous. Well, believe he me. He won the GQ award probably <laughs> yeah. in the sanctuary. Uh, he he has he has uh, through a mesh cage bonded with a female baboon named Sweet Pea. <laughs> so, so the good news is he's he's adjusting to life in the sanctuary. But here's my case for 
why All this right. is the 2013 story of the year. Okay. Even though it happened in 2012. Even though it happened in 2012. The real part of the influential story, and this is this is here. We were talking about this, uh, uh, some of us uh, earlier, driving around town. This monkey took over the internet. Yeah, it did. I would say that 2013 was the year that the internet, the internet's always been a weird place, okay, since since day one. But I feel like this year, more than any other year, our, our, our whole media and cultural existence has been distilled into this funny meme gif culture. Yeah. Where, where, you know, it's BuzzFeed list and it's funny pictures that you share on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I think this story personifies that for 2013. Okay. In, oh. all, se- in oh. all seriousness, oh. it happened in 2012, but it, it made the leap in 2013. And it was symbolic of a huge trend, I think, across all media. For the first two months of this year, my cover photo on Facebook was... Um, that famous painting of the, the, the diner at midnight, you know, and people are sitting Night at the Hawks. diner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they had put the little Ikea monkey sitting at the counter. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it was literally, every- there, you can buy Ikea monkey merchandise. I saw an Ikea monkey tattoo, like a whole stomach piece <laughs> on this woman on the internet. And, and my point is, there's nothing overtly newsworthy about this. The, the monkey never posed any danger to anyone. It was just an exotic pet. But it was so weird and funny. Yeah. That it got on the internet, became a meme, and all of a sudden, a year later, <laughs> a story that was borderline even newsworthy in Ontario yeah. has become such a global story that CNN's main anchor is reporting that the monkey has a girlfriend yeah. a year later. Well, it's it's just the photos that came out of him looking lost or looking longingly <laughs> out the glass yeah. sliding door yeah. in his little coat. It's, it's hilarious. It's pensive, more pensive. He yeah. was thinking, and people people like like fine art, like 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 painted portraits of the IKEA monkey. There there. <laughs> when I showed them in the car of you know that South American lady who fixed the Jesus painting yeah, sure. they did a they did a painting of the Ikea monkey that looked like that I mean like this it just took on a whole life of its own and, and my and here's my contention is that it is a, a, a metaphor for what's happened to internet culture and I love the trend because okay. it's funny and trivial and all of these stories that really aren't stories at all become funny memes and I think it offers a good um, sort of bit of escapism where everyone can contribute a little piece of sense of humor because of hilarious monkeys in tiny coats that have taken over the internet in gives wow. it, it sort of gives the internet a purpose finally it really, uh, it than, really the, internet, the internet's been a little adrift without it, and that noble monkey. one it is <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah great reading the news and connecting in relationships all what's great. your okay what's your favorite meme then like right now Ooh, that's a good question that's a great question. That is a, there's a lot. Point. I mean, there's a lot of them. I feel like, like there's like one. bad luck. Brian's a common one. Scumbag Stacy. I want to say that I keep going back to. I like condescending Wonka. Ah, oh, yeah. Like, I like good guy Greg. Sometimes I like good guy Greg too. I like good guy Greg. Dose- I've seen some really funny Dosecki's guy. Even though <laughs> That's it's kind of yeah. Play, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Man, this is it's amazing like we can have a duck. conversation. I don't like the helpful duck because the advice he says is usually stupid. The advice mallard. Yeah, because yeah. he like I saw one today. It was like never punch a wall with your fist, and like the caption was I, I had a cast on for five weeks, and like I wasn't about to do that. That sullies the name of advice mallard. <laughs> so, so the the name of the Twitter account is advice mallard, and you called it the helpful duck. Not <laughs> <laughs> have time to be memorizing things. <laughs> you get the idea. You knew what he was talking about. <laughs> you weren't confused. Yeah, it was accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Uh, John, what was the story that kind of defined 2013 for you? I was going to talk about Mandela again, um, but then I tweeted 
about that person that was doing the sign language and somebody said, you know, they were really mad that his tax dollars sent Obama to the funeral. And I thought, anytime someone uses the phrase, my tax dollars, they're not happy. Uh, (laughs) I I, I thought about responding with one one hundredth of a penny was paid from your tax dollars to do that flight, you know, but then Jenny would have been mad at me um, for tweeting with her not around. And so then I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. pause right there. (laughs) Your your wife vets your, your tweets. She doesn't vet them, but when I have an argument, she'll be like, "Hey, you're look, you're an idiot right now." No, there's most of my worst moments on Twitter that I then delete. Like one of my goals for 14 is less deleted tweets. Um, oh. That would be that would be a good goal. Um, well, but no, and you know, like you're everybody there is funny and writers. Like you can passively aggressively like go back at people. You, you know, there's one way you can absolutely accomplish your goal next year. Just don't delete any tweets. Just don't delete stand any? By. Yeah, just don't delete any. Stand by your... Just stand by. If stand you, by if you, you say it, you said it. It's That's out there. That's a bold statement for a man who's already asked for three edits on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, true. snap. It's true. Oh, bazinga. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's, here's my slice, though. So I wrote about this it's the good. other day. It's blowing up the internet. It's a great kind of last shot of, of delight at the end of the year, and it was by a Canadian airline called WestJet. And you guys probably saw this. It was the number one story on Huffington Post. It went from 400,000 views to 6 million in 24 hours. And what they did was in December, there was a flight going from one part of Canada to the other. I don't know. It's all Canada. Um, It was like a cold (laughs) section to a colder section was the flight, I think. And they, they got there and they had to scan their boarding pass. And there was an interactive Santa that would talk to them. And when they scanned their boarding pass, it was this video screen that would say, hi, Tim, you know, cause it knew their name and say, what do you want? And people would go, Oh, I'd love a, you know, an Android or I'd love a, you know, one guy was like a huge flat screen TV. And one guy was like socks and underwear. And so then they get on the flight. And then while they're on the flight, employees go and buy all those presents. And when they land at their destination, the baggage claim has been turned into Santa's workshop and instead of luggage, initially, what comes down is presents that are wrapped for them. And it was just super, super delightful. And I loved it because it's so hard to surprise people anymore. Like the internet has made us like – you see somebody do a triple backflip off a building and like parkour and you're like, eh. That was a bad example. Nobody's impressed by parkour. Jesse is. I'm, I'm, I'm there's a two things that still parkour. blow my mind. That, that, like that, David that, Blaine and parkour. Street magic and parkour. If someone, if there was a street magic magician who could do parkour, forget about it. Forget it. Just, just become the number one celebrity in the world. An open invitation. I don't think he can do it because too difficult. But so For me, I just thought that's great to see that a company, because yeah. it probably cost them 500 grand to pull it off maybe maybe yeah. 300 grand and they'll get way more exposure and delight than a super bowl ad mm-hmm. yeah. you know forget the super bowl ad by the end of the super bowl but this they created you know this huge experience experience for people and i thought how fun and it what's what's kind of humbling for me is i've written online for 13 years and it was the largest blog post i've ever had oh. um like 
it was just posting the video. So it's so funny. You can write your heart. I've written 3 million words online, but you post somebody else's video from YouTube and people are like, that is genius. Thank you for being a filter. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler and I can relate to that. Doing slices. You know, pour your heart out and you're like, this is, Oh, this is my, this is what Jesus said to you. Oh, (laughs) hear my bones. And then then a picture of a turtle hamburger. (laughs) Exactly. People go, Oh, change my life. I forwarded it like that. That uh, that post had uh, 140,000 shares on Facebook, like just that. And again, I didn't do anything but find it. So next year, all videos. You know, you're the only one person who doesn't like that story. Is a guy who said he wanted socks. He wanted and socks underwear. and underwear. That's what I was. Thinking. I wish you would have told me the Santa was real. Somebody <laughs> else online said to me, "I would just wish that there had been people that were more in need." And I was like, "Ah, don't don't like, ruin this." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I said. Did you read information about those people? It's like, well, if they're flying, they're not in need. And I was like, oh my gosh. Well, I don't. I, if I could, I put this in the last article I wrote for you guys. The whole first world problems. The other day, I got in an argument online with somebody because I said my mail hadn't come that day, and they were like, that's a first world problem. And I think that's really judgmental against third world countries. Like they don't understand mail. They don't. Like, <laughs> they don't understand free gifts from an airline. Yeah. Yeah, they, like it's just so it's so judgmental for people in third world countries to go. Oh, you don't get mail. You don't have postal service. Your third world, you know, ugh, Christians. I think it's time to retire the the first world problems phrase because it is a really demeaning thing to say to somebody else. Like, Everyone, uh, and it never changes somebody's opinion. Like, if you didn't get your mail and need to pay your bills, that like, if I had complained and been like, oh, GQ didn't come today, say it all you want. Or Vogue. Or Nordstrom's. Well, I was I like, know, know, I had these, this what? little monkey fur coat I was going to buy for my fourth. <laughs> Sky Mall. True. Yeah. So I'm ready. 2014 will be the year of, of no more first world you, problems. You know, and the other thing about that campaign that I've seen a lot of people, tax dollars were spent oh. on those gifts. Oh, that, that's probably true. <laughs> Canadian tax dollars? <laughs> Can- oh, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. They're so that's how it works. They're just happy it's not cracked. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Rob Ford. Yeah, Rob, Rob Ford. Ford funneled a bunch of money to get those gifts. Hey, is there any chance that that's really Chris Farley? That he never died? He moved to Canada? <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the, the Rob Ford the movie trailer? It, where it's literally, it, there's a voiceover, but someone talking about the Rob Ford actual, his dilemma, but they've edited pieces of old Chris Farley movies. <laughs> And it is. It works perfect. Pretty well. It works almost perfectly. <laughs> That's great. Watch right. with caution, though. Well, uh, that'll do it for the year in review. I was I was out for three months of it, so a quarter of it. So oh, I'm man. not qualified. Turtle to, burgers. Uh, I missed the, list the whole goes turtle on and on. burger. You missed the whole turtle burger yeah. thing. All right, that'll do it for your year in review. Stay tuned. Up next, Hillsong United. listening to Bright Eyes. The song is Blue Christmas. Few bands have kind of impacted the modern worship scene the way Hillsong United has, uh, which is actually why we put them on our cover this year. Uh, Joel Houston, um, what was that? A few few issues ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're, we're big fans. They, the guys live this out. The way they are on stage, the passion they have for the Lord is how they live behind the scenes as well. I've known the Hillsong United guys for upwards of, oh man, five, six years. I, 
I was doing the math. I mean, they were in my fantasy basketball leagues for a couple of years, and that was, and they haven't been in it for a couple of years. So, I mean, it's been it's been uh, it's been a long time. Uh, they're great guys, and and we were excited we were able to have them perform for the podcast, performing their hit "Oceans." Here is Hillsong United.
That was Phil Song United. Make sure to check out these performances at relevant.tv and find out more at hillsongunited.com. So happy Christmas for black and for white, for yellow and red ones. Let's stop all the You're listening to Sleeping At Last. The song is Happy Xmas. Am I supposed to say the X if you t- if the name of the song is Xmas? I think so. I think so. But I don't know what the rules are. Yeah. Happy Xmas. No, the war I'm, is over. I, I'm putting the Christ back in Christmas. Happy Christmas. War is over. By, thanks. Thanks, Andy. By Apparently, Ryan. Cameron's war on Christmas is still ongoing. A blow. A, blow, a big blow for the war on Christmas there. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan from Sleeping at Last is single-handedly yeah. Yeah. pushing forward the war against Christmas. Um, okay, it's time for your feedback. Before we jump into last week's uh, question of the week and everything, uh, one of our astute listeners asked us via Twitter uh, what our favorite like kind of top albums of the year were and then we got us thinking well we're working on a top 10 relevant top the 10 official. albums yeah the official, the, the official but i thought it was a good question to ask you guys um just our jesse's gonna be from 2012 <laughs> <laughs> <Kendrick> Lamar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. sergeant peppers love it always loved it <laughs> so uh so i figured i'd toss that that uh, twitter question to you guys what are your top three albums of the year tyler mm. Mm. Well, this is something that I take very seriously um, because I think people expect that from me. They expect a, a, a serious, a lot of weigh-in. One, one that surprised me, um, probably my number three that surprised me because I didn't think, when I first heard I kind of liked it, but I keep coming back to it, is that Local Natives album. That's, that Hummingbird really, I thought it was a huge leap forward for them. And, uh, and it, I just, when I turn on Spotify, I start typing in Local Natives. I, I love it. 
I would say number two. You, know you can save it like as a playlist or something. You don't have to type it in every time. It's right there yeah. on the left. But it feels good. Just, okay. Have you ever done it? <laughs> so gratifying. <laughs> kind of just sounded like how old people use the internet. Just to see it, just to see it <laughs> pop up. <laughs> Tape over your webcam. <laughs> <laughs> Never can be too careful, guys. You heard about this NSA stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I use Spotify. <laughs> yeah, the old people. Oh, <laughs> while the government yeah, still... That, the government's got to have eyes on the elderly. <laughs> the elderly Everyone knows that. <laughs> the elderly are still using a real player. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, guys. My real player froze up again. Let me reboot. <laughs> Give me 15 minutes. <laughs> All right. I think number two would probably be Justin. The first. Oh, you're going three to, to one. I oh, three to one. It'd be right. Justin's. And then, uh, and then number one, which, which I've been very vocal about on Twitter all year long, is, uh, is Vampire Weekend. What about you, Jesse? Um, well, again, th- these are kind of personal favorite albums. I think you know you could make a case that there are albums that have you know been critically more recognized. But three albums that I keep uh, coming back to that I really like. I really like the Bastille album, Bad Blood, mm-hmm. just because I really like sort of catchy indie pop. It is what it is, but there's some really great songs on there. Um, the single Pompeii, which is is everywhere, but it's still a great single. Uh, but the whole album is really good and really catchy. I I was trying to think of uh, my favorite album in the Christian uh, realm that that is worshipful and well written and produced well, and it's it's not it hasn't been out that long. But Ascension from Phil Wickham uh, I think is a great album, uh, particularly in that genre. I liked it a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was surprised. It's different than a lot of other sort of Christian worshipy albums, where it's not live. It's you know, it's more carefully produced in a studio. It's a really great album. Not that there's anything wrong with the live albums, but I really like the Phil Wickham. And then I think I had a tie for uh, my third between the Volcano Choir record, which I know is sort of hit or miss with people, mm-hmm. which is from uh, Justin Vernon from. Uh, Bon Iver, his new kind of outfit. And then I really like still the uh, uh, Random Access Memories. I know when it first came out, yeah. there was a lot of buzz. There's sort of been like at the end of the year, like this bit Daft Punk backlash a little bit. And I know it's sort of a gimmicky album, but the gimmick works on it. The backlash surprises me because it, I mean, it's a good album. It really is. I stand by that album. Yeah. It, it's it, like I said, it, it is what it is. Like it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fun sort of weird concept album that is trying to revive and kind of reimagine a sound that's been around for a while, but it totally works. I think it's a fun album to listen to, and I think when you look back on 2013, people are going to remember that record. This isn't my official top three. Like Tyler, I put a lot of time and thought into this. Normally, like the whole week between Christmas and New Year's is spent compiling my top ten albums. I mean, it takes that much time. So, if like, you guys like wonder one album am, a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just listen to it. You obsess over it. Chad, I can't sleep until you release that. Album, so I wish you <laughs> good, would hurry good, up. Good, good. Um, number three for me is the Leagues album. 
uh, You Belong Here. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a great album. That was, a great and that was album. one that I had back in 2012 because they had sent it to us early. Mm-hmm. And I found myself still going back and listening to it over and over again in 2013. We saw them uh, play down here in Orlando, and they were just as good live as the album. Amazon it's MP3 put them full. in the top 100. Yeah, it's just wow. full of catchy pop rock songs, and I love it. Um, number two for me was probably The National and their album, Trouble Will Find Me. Um, the National album and the Local Natives album kind of are in the same boat for me because Aaron Dessner from The National produced the Local Natives album, so they kind of have a similar vibe. I'm a big fan of The National, and so I really love that album. And the number one for me, the probably the album that I've gone back to more and more throughout the course of the year uh, as it's gone on is just that, that JT album, the first one, not the second one so much. Um, but 2020 Experience, one of two, just a fantastic album. I love it. What do you have, John? Well, um, one for me was uh, Juliana Barwick. She has an album. I can't pronounce it like Nephenth or something. N-E-P-E-N-T-H-E. Advice Mallard. Advice Mallard. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's how you say it. She opened up for uh, Seager Ross, which that's a tough open because... Nobody wants to hear lyrics, you know, like, and nobody except me is not stoned um, or grape crazy. And so I, uh, she, I really liked it. She's like melodic and kind of does kind of some of that looping stuff. I really liked that. I thought I thought she was awesome. So I would I would put her in my top 10. Definitely. I really liked and I don't know how to I only listen to bands. I can't pronounce their name. Um, is it Haim? Is that how you say it? Haim. Haim. I'm okay. I was calling them Corey Haim for a while. Um, and then I told somebody in their early 20s about Corey Haim, and they were like, Who's that? And I was like, I'm so old. My bones are brittle. That was <laughs> Do embarrassing. You put tape on your webcam? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I immediately went home and put it on there. But I really like Days Are Gone. I think it's fun. I think it's poppy. I think it's, it's, it's kind of aggressive in a good way. Um, I agree with the Justin Timberlake first one. I felt like the second one hurt the first one. Um, I agree. And then with that. I. I'd say Typhoon. Uh, there's a band Typhoon that has a, it was called The New Kind of House. And they have a, a really amazing song about divorce that I thought was really well written. Um, and just beautiful. And it, it said, he, he, one of the lines was like, my old house, my childhood's tomb. And I thought that was good without being like artsy. Now that my body's giving up, my legs are giving up, my head is throwing up its hands, it's asking Wait for summer again. Can we hold out for summer again? Can we ever be I, uh, I, I hadn't put any thought of, into this only while you guys were talking, so I was trying to think what have I listened to the most this year? The weekend probably oh, would yeah. be up there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, the edited version. 
<laughs> what about Earl the Sweatshirt or Earl Sweatshirt? Earl Sweat- I like I like his name. Earl of it's, Earl of Sweatshirt. It's not. It's, it's just Earl Sweatshirt. It's not Earl Earl Sweatshirt. I, I think uh, interesting pop. This was a year of interesting pop. Heim would be among that. Lord, Lord would be for among sure. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm kind of like Justin. I don't like how the media is doing the whole Lord experience. Like they always are trying to pit her against other people, and I keep thinking she's a sophomore in high school. She's a child. I, I will I will say this that uh, th- one thing I was thinking about with uh, with Lord and and Heim and like th- their artists. I feel like this year was sort of a revival of these female pop stars using at times gratuitous sexuality to try to you know sell generic pop music you know with Miley Cyrus and yeah. you know uh, Lady Gaga and but that's always been the case it, it has but I feel like it was since the sort of twerk gate at the VMAs it's been part of a larger conversation you like when you see Katy Perry saying it was too <laughs> she said it was a little much. She said it was too scandalous, you know. Yeah. But all that to say is, I think it's it's cool that there are these other like female pop artists that are yeah. making great, smart music that right. are totally not reliant. But, but, on- but the shock VMA stuff back to the Madonna performances has always been there. To me, that to me the interesting story is that there's actually female artists bucking that trend now. Yeah, th- that exactly. are making that, that, interesting that's mature what, pop. That, music. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, yeah. y- you have Lord and you have Haim and Churches, Ellie Goulding, yeah. Golding, yeah. Golding. All these, yeah, really great artists that. Uh, you know that there has sort of been this this other side to it that I'm yeah. glad are getting recognition. You know, just in response to I, I do agree there is sort of Lord is everywhere right now, which is good exposure for her. But she's really talented and making really cool progressive music that's different. You know? Can we agree that the most ironic musical moment of the year was Rick Ross doing a cover of Royals? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that. I didn't know yeah. he did that. He did a he he did a cover of it and re- and like added his own verse. Well, and I was gonna say he personifies everything exactly. in that. Exactly. Yeah. I think he has to know that. He's not dumb. I think he has a tiger on a gold chain. <laughs> okay, so uh, there's a music discussion. Uh, okay, last week we asked you, what is the weirdest party you've ever attended? Not that many of you have apparently been to weird parties because we didn't get all that much feedback. Uh, you went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you found us on Facebook. Here's a few of our favorites. Uh, can I? Can I just say? When I was looking at Twitter this week, I forgot what our question of the week was. And so these replies were really weird, you know, like, like totally out of left field. I was like, what are you talking about? Anyway, now, now that I see the question, I'm like, oh, Aaron on the podcast uh, episode page. This kind of relates to Eddie's uh, murder parties. Um, They had a Halloween party, him and his roommates at the house, Um, but they wanted to kind of go above and beyond. So they made it morgue themed. And so one of them was able to secure a casket that was like a decorative casket that was actually used at like a funeral home that actually at one time housed corpses. And they brought the casket into the house, which as sort of a distasteful uh, uh, party accessory – People end up sleeping over. Someone slept in the casket. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I thought you were going to say they served uh, grape juice out of it. <laughs> they got, it got pretty wild because the grape juice was flowing. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this one. Uh, the, this uh, We had Jay, Jay Gray commented, and I think we can probably all relate to having a roommate like this at some point. Uh, he said, I've never had a roommate. You've never had a roommate in your life? You no. lived with a woman. Oh, that's true. 
Well, this is. I don't a, think I mean, that. A roommate. I don't think yeah. that. I'm not going to say a roommate. Like a roommate. Is called a roommate. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say a roommate. Not to their face. You don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> Did, wait, does, is your wife going to vet? The, don't put like that the, on Twitter. I feel John. like we should. She's not, she's not home. I'm. I'm. Uh, cut it out. Yeah. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> yeah, it's all in play right now, Jesse. <laughs> um. Anyway, Jay says we had a weird party every year in college called Keith Day. My friends lived in a house with about 10 or so guys, and one of them, Keith, was never to be seen. He was a mystery to the house, so they decided to throw a huge party called Keith Day without telling him to see if he would actually show up, which he did. That was the first time I ever met Keith. The party carried on for several years after we were out of college. It could very well still be going on, for all I know. And evidently, there was a Kiss Keith booth as well. So Keith kind of came up... On, the, on a pretty good end of that one. I, I love this one from, from Dan on the <laughs> on relevant uh, podcast page. He said he went to Bible college, and they his his roommate and him in the dorms wanted to create some sort of atmosphere where they get to know other people at their college. Um, so they decided to have a fine cheese and dance party dorm room party. <laughs> the one hang-up is... These were not co-ed dorms, so no ladies were invited. So it ended up just being 20 dudes in one small dorm room, eating cheese and dancing. No! (laughs) He just said it was very, and then ellipses, memorable. (laughs) Why would you dance? That sounds like a very Bible college thing to... Yeah, I get I, the, I'm, I'm guessing I there was the no grape juice. Yeah, the cheese is flowing. I get that, but that I, I would dancing, pass on the dancing. I'd pass on the dancing. Yeah, it's it's yeah, not a party that <laughs> an ill-conceived party. I wonder if that was like part of the plan. Like we'll start with some cheese, and, and then we'll see the where the night takes us. <laughs> we'll turn the music. Maybe up. the music will come on. <laughs> Maybe the new Daft Punk album. Ever talking about? <laughs> that is horrible. Well, even no, but cheese. It's like bad breath and dancing. You you could also name it that. Like, yeah. Shove some Gouda in your mouth and you just get close to a yeah, lady. And my stomach starts to hurt. Yeah. Let me dance this off. Are you lactose intolerant, Jesse? I, here's the thing. I, I have no limits with cheese. Like, it's like candy for me. Like, I, I, there's no moderation with me and cheese. Like, it, there's some animals that they'll eat themselves to death. Aren't yeah. cows like that? Yeah, I think a dog is like that. I think if you just opened a bag of dog food, they would just eat the entire bag and not know when to stop. You know? Like a goldfish. Yeah. Just eat until they explode <laughs> until their stomach. The bowl, until they outgrow the bowl. Yeah. I am like that with cheese and candy. There is no stopping me. What type of candy? Not like Mary Jane's. Like, what's your... That's your, marijuana, John. That's marijuana. I, well, yeah. if we want to do a little little candy talk here, <laughs> there there is there's very few candies I don't like. Like, what well, what is one that you don't like? Do you like black licorice? I don't dislike. If there's no other candy around, I'll eat it. I'll eat significant portions of it. I've grown less enthused with black licorice. I, I, would, I used to be I all, all never, right with this. I was the kid this. who would go for it. Let me say this. I would never seek it out. But right. like I said, if it was a bowl of black licorice, so, I'm going to eat most of the bowl. I hate black licorice. <laughs> and, and they ruin jelly, jelly beans for me. You grab a little handful and then one sneaks in there. I agree. Ruins the whole I will say this. I will say this. Not that I'm not weird about candy. You know, because I love it all. But if someone gives me one of those gourmet jelly bean uh, uh, jars, you know, yeah. where it has a little guide, oh, like yeah. a little map, the peanut butter and jelly, you get a, you get a handful, and you can have all these delicious flavors just exploding everywhere. 
just one popcorn in there. Whole mouthful <laughs> ruined. Yeah. Oh, I'm the a big. Popcorn. I'm a big. Send them my I way. Separate them. Just I separate. I, I put them in a them. box and send them. I to will me. eat the popcorn, but I don't want it with like the 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 kiwi okay. lime blast. You and Cohen in common because I gave him some Jelly Bellies the other day. A little handful of here. It's like five or six. I mean, he goes, I don't like the white one. I go. I looked at. It, I go. Oh no, this one's like popcorn, buddy. It's not like you know whatever all the other white ones are. And he goes. Oh, okay. I'll try. I like popcorn. I'll try it. And he ate it by itself. And he like two bites and like his face looked at me. He was like, I don't like this. And he just like opened his jaw large enough that it just fell out of his mouth well, onto the is floor. Is it still there? Because I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you guys. Here, here's the thing. I will, I'll finish it. Why do they do that? Because like what kind of human would say, okay, I'm going to eat popcorn. I'm also going to add mango blast in here. Or, or, or this yeah, but exotic. we've talked about them, right? Like you, we talked about the Jelly Belly documentary. Like they're horrible people. Of course, they put that flavor in there. Have we talked about it? We haven't talked. I don't know anything about it. It's amazing. This guy invented it. Like, this this guy who was crazy about jelly beans and would go on the the Carson Tonight Show dressed as a jelly bean, and he was horrible at business. And so they were like, we won't distribute this anymore unless you sell us the company. And, like, all these lawyers essentially stole the. It's the most depressing. It made me hate jelly bellies. No. I'm a Starburst man now. Starburst jelly beans. Oh, <laughs> sweet a, lord! That's a, they oh, are, that's a oh, brave transition. There's something about the texture of those. No, the grossest candy was Starburst. Did a uh, candy corn. It was Starburst flavored candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> Waxy. It was horrible. I will say this, Jesse. The caramels where it's got the white cream center. Cowtail. Yeah, I'll eat that and then spit out the caramel. I don't have time for it. Oh. I'm, I'm all about the center. If somebody just sold a bag of centers. Boom! I'm I'm kind of Cameron about shaking your head about cowtails. I know. You know I'm, just like, my head, I'm just shaking my head about this entire conversation. Why is it? Why is this a thing? Candy talk? Why is it a thing? Yeah. I was Do asked about. To, I, I, to be fair, I was talking about cheese. You think you have to say, why isn't this a thing? Every show. <laughs> All right. Well, your your feet. Your, apparently, you all have made good social decisions and have not gone to very many weird parties. I mean, there's there's a few more if you want to. Join in the conversation. Head over the to Keith party was weird. Yeah, that is like maybe weird. that guy was. You could call that I'm an introvert. Stop bothering me, party. <laughs> Seems a little Any party that ends with someone sleeping in a casket is weird. <laughs> Got weird. Yeah. yeah, I went to a weird party once that my wife really hated. It was by a guy named Jingo. Um, was Jingo Unchained? <laughs> there was actually, honestly, there was a cage in the corner. There, it was a Hawaiian party, and they had like a, a Hawaiian steel drum band, like twenty old men playing Hawaiian drums and it was catered. It was amazing. And then the later it got, the crazier it got. And at one point somebody topless walked by and got in the cage and Jenny was like, we're out. And I was like, got it. She was so mad. How was, how was the cheese selection? (laughs) There was so much free food and I was like, really? And there was impersonators like Austin Powers and Pee Wee Herman. And I was like, this is the most amazing night. Jenny was like, how come there's a cage in the corner? I was like, don't ask questions. It's for a big bird. It's like the most generic. It's like the impressions that everyone can do. (laughs) Like Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Who do you you want? Like Brian Dennehy? I I prefer some deeper cuts. What did he have to do with Hawaii? (laughs) Brian Dennehy? No, no. Austin Austin Powers. Powers. He's available. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was the equivalent of a guy doing sign language who doesn't know it. He was, I don't know, maybe he was like, Aloha, baby. I don't know. Nailed it. (laughs) Didn't it sound like Austin Powers is on the line for a minute? (laughs) Austin, are you there? It's me, Jesse. It was just me the whole time. (laughs) What? (laughs) Not a turtle, Jesse. It is not a turtle. I have a new favorite story of 2013. (laughs) John is also of Austin Powers 
impersonator are pretty darn good one. My favorite album of 2013 would be John's impersonations put on a CD. <laughs> Every track is a different celebrity. His audiobook is full of... street magician parkour John's audiobook is riddled with impersonations. <laughs> each chapter. It'll last day enhance, but yeah. tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah. Each chapter is a different Mike Myers. Now I'm going to write like lo- O'Connor. By the way, I, just, I don't know if this is public knowledge. I learned something this week when I booked y'all's tickets. Oh. Jesse is obsessed with David Blaine. We know this, correct? Well, well um, he's a mentor figure. Okay, sure. So so I'm saying, Jesse, hey, I need your DOB to book your ticket, you know, whatever. And then um, on his airline, not yours, Tyler, but on his airline, it required the middle name. So I texted him back. I said, hey, I also need your middle name. And he wrote back, Blaine. And I was like, har har, what's your middle name? Blaine. No. Yep. Jesse Blaine Carey. Destiny. <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> yeah, but yours is spelled with a Y and an N, right? It's spelled the girl's way, just like my name, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Was Samantha not available? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know. It, it's, it's, it's on Say by the Bell. They, ironically, it's Jesse Blaine Spano. <laughs> I really. They, you just, is that true? I had a tough job. No, I don't. I, 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 possibly. I could, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not implausible. <laughs> Your parents were debating Blaine or Denise. <laughs> they went with the more manly one. Yeah. I was going to be Lisa Turtle Carey. But for, fortunately, Jesse Blaine. The Amber Carey. Yeah. Uh, all right. That'll do it for your feedback. Uh, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, it's the end of the year, and uh, you know we're kind of looking back and reflecting, and, and we thought that should be our question of the week as well. We would love... To hear from you, uh, your most memorable uh, podcast moment of this year. We're not going to say favorite. It sounds a little self gratuitous, but like, what's you know? Did something happen on the podcast this, this year that that stuck with you? Um, serious, not serious, uh, whatever it is. We'd love to hear your feedback. Head over to the podcast episode page at relevantmags.com and, and uh, let us know there, or you can hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast or find us on Facebook. Your most memorable podcast moment of 2013. There you go. Um, I I mentioned earlier that Eddie's not here, and I didn't know where to uh, give an update on why. Um, uh, nothing happened to Eddie. I mean, he's okay. Don't worry about that. But Eddie's a pastor at our church. It's called Summit Church here in Orlando. He's a campus pastor. And our founding pastor was Isaac Hunter. Isaac is 36 years old. He's a friend. Um, he's the son of Dr. Joel Hunter, who nationally people may know as one of President Obama's pastor pastoral advisors. Isaac, about a year ago, well, I guess last fall, late October, uh, he joined Chad and I and um, some other friends, Don Miller, on an eight-day trip to Israel. Isaac's a friend. And a month later or so after we got back, uh, around this time last year, he resigned from the church, 5,000-member church that he founded, among some very uh, difficult and public scandals that he was struggling with and had been for a long time. If you're interested in details, you can just Google it or look on orlandosentinel.com because unfortunately it's very public. He's been estranged from his family for the last year, from the church family, and um, this past week, a couple of days ago, he took his life. It shocked all of us. Um, he um, was loved and... It's a tragedy. I mean, the the story could not be sadder. Uh, His family lives around the corner from me. I literally drive by their house every day. And um, when 
Eddie, I was driving by their house and there was like 20 cars in the driveway. And I literally thought something's going on. And my phone rang and it was Eddie and he told me the news. It was shocking. I mean, it's shocking. Everybody here is pretty destroyed. And um, it's weird. It's tragic when a friend takes his life. He has three kids. And um, I can't stop thinking about them. The The church was just recovering from what happened a year ago. And um, and there was healing and there was, you know, taking steps forward. And Eddie was a big part of that. Eddie is a big part of that. And, um, this, this, um, obviously is incredibly devastating for Eddie. Um, he worked very closely with Isaac for a number of years, very, very closely, and then had to lead and counsel the church and so many members of the church through what's happened in this last year. And so he just got walloped and, um, I'm just letting this, you know, be known publicly to you guys, our podcast family to say, um, we ask for your prayer, pray for the family that was left behind, pray for the hunters, pray for his kids, pray for the church, pray for Eddie and the other pastors at summit. This is a very, very, very tough blow, um, to absorb in the holiday season. So, or at any time. And, um, we're still all processing and it's still surreal to me. I guess one day I hope that ultimately things like a tragedy like this can, can, can maybe, bring this issue to light for other people who are feeling the same way and struggling and feel trapped and feel depressed and like there's no way out that there is a way out. And maybe the conversation of this suicide and this tragedy will help rescue other people. And we did a cover story last year on suicide in our generation and that it's the leading cause of death uh, from college for college and twenties. That's shocking. Nobody talks about this. And um, uh, especially those in church leadership, you know, there's so many stories of pastors having, you know, failings and falling out of ministry and things like that. And the isolation, uh, they can't, they feel like they don't have anywhere they can turn the, the machine, the church machine. Lift your pastors up in prayer, stand around them, reach out to them. Uh, it just... They carry such enormous pressure spiritually. They're under attack spiritually. Uh, who knows what they're wrestling with because they put up a strong front on Sunday morning. You know, who knows what's going on the rest of the week. This was shocking to all of us, especially what happened and last came out a year ago and then and then this. So don't assume that our, our church leaders are fine, <laughs> you know. Pray for your pastor. Pray for, pray for the church that you attend. And uh, I hope that ultimately this can spark a change in conversation in America, you know? So anyway, on that very sad note, uh, that's why Eddie's not here today. He's dealing with that. He's being a pastor. So, uh, tough situation. Well, on that note, (laughs) we'll wrap up the year. Um, many, uh, many thanks to Hillsong United for coming through. Make sure to check out their album, Zion. Uh, it's available everywhere. It's a fantastic worship album. You can find out more if they're touring on hillsongunited.com. Follow them on Twitter at Hillsong United. So for Eddie, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm John Acuff. There's Chad Michael Snavely. Stay tuned next week for a uh, special Best of 2013 highlight show. All right. 
We'll see you first week in 2014. for listening to the relevant podcast go follow us on twitter at relevant podcast and for more great content check out relevantmagazine.com. i'm fully dressed and staring at other people so i'm out of my comfort zone a little bit